0: and welcome back to game talk i'm your host and me today i'm joined by connor i guess and mike hello and today i think we want to s- kick off the discussion by talking extra life and i'll i'll throw it over to connor because he's he's definitely the m- sort of expert on this
1: connor I, i'm i gonna toss it over to mike because he's actually organizing it <laughs> okay. yeah
2: i'm organizing extra life this year so every year for a crowd long time what has it been four years Been five years at least five years
1: oh yeah no i did it uh, i did it alone my freshman year i forgot the game developers club wasn't doing it yet but uh Uh,
2: either through the game developers club or ever since then i think we took it independent because we were tired of being under the university
3: well and we graduated
2: graduated and we were tired of being associated with the university so we couldn't actually like do fun things yeah oh we do our good old charity stream every year of extra life
1: yeah so uh i don't know some of the stuff we're going to be doing um i've already come up with uh a couple of like rewards i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna be streaming noita and uh i think if people you know if we get donations i'm gonna turn on uh stream integration which lets them hurt you badly basically uh and like the difficulty Uh, You know, Noida has, as I've talked about before, Noida has really easy scaling difficulty, so based on how many donations we get, I'm going to make the game harder for myself.
0: Yeah, that's a cool Essentially,
1: Yeah. Uh, We're probably going to play some Among Us. Uh, I guarantee there'll be some Jackbox in there. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, one of my stretch goals being a 33 orb run in Noida, which is basically the hardest officially sanctioned challenge in Noita. Uh, a trillion HP boss fight and all. Jeez. Uh, but I, I don't think I'm going to have my new computer yet, and I don't know that my current computer can handle the type of wands you have to build to do a 33 orb boss, so we'll see.
0: So where do the proceeds go? Just for Proceeds
2: everyone. go for at least for my donation, they go to the Children's Hospital here in Morgantown. Yep.
1: And oh. we've we've gotten them some pretty cool stuff at the children's hospital before. Um I believe um <clears throat> video calling for the uh natal ICU was something we helped set up. I think yep. I, I think don't handle tr- like that answer. That's that's
2: all
0: right. That I Right. To
1: I too. actually I went and toured the hospital and they gave us some Feedback about what we had helped fund. Yeah,
0: that was a that was a cool experience. I remember that one year we did Extra Life. We raised a respectable amount of money, and then a few yeah, months later, yeah, we typically later, do. We typically yeah. raise somewhere between one and three thousand dollars, don't we? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like four figures, which I I think is a respectable amount of money. And then um, the hospital gave us a tour and showed us exactly what our money helped them purchase
1: yeah and you know our money goes to the hospital uh i don't know how much we actually help do stuff but they have like stuff inpatient for kids a lot of it's not so much like actual treatment or anything that the money goes towards but making it a little less miserable to be a kid who has to live in a hospital for a bit and
0: which is almost as important i think like that's a huge deal if you're a kid stuck in a hospital and you have like video games or something to play it makes your life a lot easier
1: yeah, I mean, they've got, like, VR headset, you know, they've got a VR rig, they've got nice gaming PCs, they've got all the... I'm sure they have the next-gen consoles and everything. It's especially important for, like, my
2: family, since my sister pads has CF, and she spent a lot of time
1: in the children's hospital here. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it's a pretty good cause, and uh, it's a pretty fun event. We always have a good time doing it. It's 24 hours. Uh, is it the 15th we're doing it? Right, Mike? uh that's the 11th and 12th the 11th through the 12th Yes.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh yeah definitely check that out if you um if you want to support a good cause where can they find it just so we uh, have that clarified so
2: the stream will be held on the twitch which is twitch.tv
1: slash mike the t i think connor's also doing it a stream yeah I'll, I'll just be linked. I'll probably link myself in yours because uh, I don't know. I might have to make a new account for Twitch and stuff. I don't know what I'm going to be doing yet. Um, uh, I'll, I'll have it already. We'll have a link in the description of the podcast and on YouTube. Yeah. And if, well, actually, by the time this goes out, it'll be too yeah, late it'll to recognize this... participants. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this episode, it will be this Saturday that we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time and I thought since we have that coming up, uh this would be a good time to just talk about uh streaming and uh good games for streaming and stuff. Uh yeah, know, our for resident sure. expert is Mike. Uh he's playing what I would consider a pretty good stream game right now uh that you're watching in the background if you're watching this on YouTube.
0: Well, uh, I'd say I I think I think the topics like more nuanced than that because like I feel like I have different like stream game moods right so if i just want to relax or something like i'll watch you know something like this or whatever but right. if i want to see like insane gameplay you know like maybe i'll turn on like mangoes stream to watch super smash bros melee or something like that or
1: watch yeah, they're for sure games, for games that That's are like not, not good <laughs> for streaming like i i would say any heavily story-based game is typically not that entertaining to watch as a stream at least for me I don't know, I've I have a I,
3: lot of
2: success watching uh, playing uh story-based games. You have or haven't?
0: Yeah, I've had a good bit of success. Well, I, like I I can understand how there's like a spot. market for that, right? If you don't want to buy the game yourself but are curious to see how the story goes, that's like a perfect avenue to experience it. Yeah. But, you know, for someone like me, like I I really value stories and games, so I don't think I'd ever watch a story-based game, but that option's definitely there. Uh Yeah. Like I've been playing yeah. the Deus Ex games on stream because
1: See, I've the, to I don't. Play I wouldn't them. think of that. There's so much nuance to that, I guess, because like I don't think of Deus Ex as a story-based game. It's it's a systems-driven game. It's one yeah. of those things where like every playthrough is going to be so different that that makes sense to me as an amazing streaming game. because yeah, the so, way you play it could be totally different from the way I play it.
2: Yeah, the story is the same for everybody, but it's very nuanced in the way you can go about it. Like I'm a kleptomaniac. If if there's a lootable container, I'm going to interact with it and grab what's inside. Right. Some people might not do that. I I literally sit there and, like, preach about, like, man, these people have it really rough while I rob them blind. Like, there's an entire dissonance there, and it's honestly kind of
1: entertaining to, like, look at. <laughs> yeah. I think that's interesting. Uh, another avenue when you're, like... When you're trying to appeal to your audience, I guess, as a streamer or when you're trying to find a streamer to watch as the audience, Uh, because I, for instance, I don't explore down like when I'm playing Skyrim or something. I know I've had some friends like who were hanging out with me and we were playing Skyrim when I was in high school and they could not stand to watch me play that game because I do not care to check every hallway and stuff like You know, when I go through a dungeon, I get the stuff that I come across and leave everything else behind because I really don't care. I just want to get through it, and uh, that yeah uh, will make somebody's blood boil if they're a completionist. For instance, yeah, I don't
0: know. I think maybe this is a good question for Mike because he streams a lot. But like, do you ever find yourself like, I guess maybe altering the way you would normally play a game just to sort of cater more towards like an audience? I feel like that's a thing that. streamers might have to think about do i don't feel like i
2: do because i i'm more animated with my gameplay anyway yeah because i i'm the kind of person that'll be playing a game of Civ and start trash talking the ai like that's just (laughs) something i end up doing i'll just be straight up toxic just naturally entertaining
0: robots (laughs) like i don't care
1: I, I think people definitely. I I know some of the streamers I watch. I watch a streamer. He's a noita streamer called Let's Suffer Together, and uh, he he does a couple of weird things in the game, and I've asked him why, and he basically says it's because if I didn't do this, I would be unkillable, and he doesn't. He thinks his stream would be way too boring if he was unkillable. So I yeah. do
2: find th- myself taking like more <laughs> risks on stream. Yeah, because content. Right. Um, yeah got to create yeah, I mean I definitely content. play games
1: differently like if I'm hanging out with my friends which I think is the same thing you know like
0: Yeah that's a yeah that's you're an interesting angle that I didn't really think about like even when I'm showing off like a game to you know someone else for example like I try to make like the camera angle angles like more cinematic and stuff like that and I don't obviously don't do that if I'm playing by myself
1: right I I just try to you know play at risk like especially if i'm playing a game that i'm particularly good at and we're like passing the controller back and forth you want to die more often because you don't want to be hogging the game (laughs) so like you play risky i think yeah but that's not really streaming related but it is more entertaining that way for sure Uh, yeah you got to cater to your audience Uh, I really like watching, like, just typical games that I like to watch are roguelikes in general. I like uh, Spelunky. I like Noita. Um, I used to watch some Binding of Isaac. It's just uh, games that, like, (laughs) games that aren't really spoiled for me by watching someone else play them. And also games with extremely high skill ceilings that, like, I'm kind of learning a bit so that I'll be better at the game next time. High by skill ceilings,
0: and obviously by nature, those games are pretty much different each time you play them. So they're very yeah. highly replayable and enjoyable to watch replays of. They also can
1: create really funny circumstances and stuff. Yeah. Weird synergies and
0: stuff in roguelikes. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, like Just how, how broad streaming tastes can be, because I don't think I've ever watched a single roguelike on stream before. Really? Um, yeah. I don't think I have either
1: uh yeah it's basically that and like competitive multiplayer games that i'll watch streams
0: of yeah uh, competitive multiplayer is definitely a big thing for me but you know sometimes when i just want to like uh like chill out and you know just you know have something on to relax to i guess i watch other things like the actually the other day i turned on mike's stream and just watched him play like a match of league of legends and that was cool because i haven't seen or playing played league in such a long time uh I also really like Arcus he's a i mean relatively small streamer i guess he he has like a couple hundred viewers at any given time but he he's always playing like retro games and n e s games and yeah that and was he the has next like a very I uh, I love calming retro games a- for streaming. aesthetic. yeah as well, so
2: i i watch i think at this point I watch a lot of like industry commentators or like previous talent from like youtube channels yeah it's yeah really weird like my stream tastes like i watched Lawrence sontag finally complete ultra nightmare doom
3: that
2: oh was, yeah
1: i was peak uh, that's probably super fun to watch it, that's another thing like
0: watching like incredible speed runs are also very entertaining by the way what is speed runs
1: oh yeah oh yeah that goes without saying but i i feel like speed runs are their own category alone like yeah, uh, I, th- I think weird runs of games just in general, like not just speed runs, but like uh, Nuzlocke, Pokemon Nuzlocke runs, oh, yeah. I think are because oh, cool like you fun. get so invested. Twitch plays Pokemon, of course, being iconic as a weird oh, run. Yeah. Um, I've been really enjoying Alpha Red. I haven't been catching the streams. I've been watching the VODs, but he's been streaming his World of Light Nuzlocke run.
2: Oh, that's been interesting.
1: Or uh, Super that Smash mean? Bros. Ultimate. Oh, uh, so World the encounters are all random. No, the, the encounters are all the same, but if he loses a character, like if he loses oh, a match I with a character, that character is yeah. gone. Yeah. And uh, it's super interesting. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny because, uh, you know, um, last episode I talked about the PS5 and Astro's Playroom. Well, Astro's Playroom has a speedrun mode. And after playing yeah. around with it myself, I got really addicted to it. And I've actually been looking up Astro streams and learning like high tech moves from from Astro Playroom streamers. Yeah, I, I it, because the PS5 doesn't have a ton of games right now. I foresee
1: that uh, being a very popular, especially among people who, you know, spent all their money on a PS5 and <laughs> couldn't get any games, you know, uh, yeah. speed running Astro, I think, is going to be a popular thing to do. And I think that's really cool because platformers are good speed runs, typically. All
3: right.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think I'm currently, like, I haven't checked in a few days, so this might not be true, but I'm, like, top in the leaderboard amongst my friends, at least for most levels, and I'm, like, top 1,000 in one particular level. Yeah, that was how I was in Mario Odyssey. I was, uh, uh, I picked
1: the kingdom nobody liked. I was doing Lake Kingdom, and everybody hated that one, but I liked it. And I yeah. think I got to be, like, top 100 or something for the speed, uh, the speedrun category in that. But uh, I was tied for top 100 with, like, a ton of people. But I was still top 100. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. Uh, I've never yeah. really streamed much outside of Extra Life, though.
0: Um, I don't think I've ever... I might have streamed, like, once or twice just for funsies. But, like, I've never actually seriously streamed like Mike has. Yeah, I'm
1: more of a serious streamer. Yeah, I play a lot of the time when I'm playing games. I am like, like I thought about streaming them and stuff, but I'm usually on a Discord call with my friends, and a few of my friends have a vocabulary that I would love to have associated with me. Uh, yeah, I totally run. understand.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a cut. That's a whole like can of worms that I have to
1: deal with. Yeah. So you know, and I, and I just don't know. Like, I get I get in the kick where I'll be, like, playing a game Like, Noida. You know, I've been on a super long Noida kick recently. But I'm going to lose interest in it. And when I lose interest in Noida, I'm not going to feel like streaming anymore. And that's not... You know, you can't maintain an audience that way. So I've never really
0: bothered with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I... Have, I've, personally, I feel like my streaming tastes have evolved over time, too. Like, back when I first started watching, like, Twitch streams, I would, like watch like the biggest streamers like ninja and like dr oh, Lupo see, i'm the opposite like that. i hate if they have more well, than 100 viewers i typically turn it off well well let me finish <laughs> that's how i started out but then like i started to get kind of jaded from those streams they just seem like almost like overproduced and stuff yeah. like that so now i'm like definitely comfortable in like the mid to small range streamer like range and i find those way more entertaining yeah that's where so, i'm at too yeah, like, I mentioned Mango. He's, I mean, he he does pretty well. Like, he's had thousands of viewers at once, you know, like, he's hes a popular name. But, like, I, I typically even go smaller than that now. Like, I mentioned Arcus. I see online right now he has 371 viewers. And, uh, yeah, I've yeah I, been- I don't know. Like, the smaller streams, I feel like, are more entertaining because, like, A, you can find one that specifically suits your tastes. You know, like, the big streams that have, like, tens of thousands of viewers are, like, very generic because they appeal to, like, all sorts of people, right? But, like, with small streams, you can find something that caters to you and get more interaction through, like, chat and streamer interaction. Uh,
2: Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more interaction at the smaller levels than there is at the top. Because (laughs) after a certain point, like, a thousand viewers, you just can't read chat anymore. You cannot interact anymore after that at that and point I, I feel like
0: chat just becomes like uh like a hive mind almost you know kind of like you pick up like pokemon you pick yeah. up like what one, one thing that's been copy pasted over and over
2: again and you're that's what you go off of yeah yeah
1: and like i was saying um like high skill ceiling games and stuff some you know some of those are hard to read and you want to ask questions and stuff and you're not going to be able to do that if there's a thousand other people memeing Mariah. Also, there are a lot fewer memes and smaller streams, and I, I cannot tell you how much I hate Twitch memes. Uh, that's personal preference, obviously, but they annoy me
0: a lot. Yeah, I and, feel uh, like our opinions have, might like, be in the minority here, but I agree with you, Connor. They yeah, they can be cringe. Maybe I'm just an old man. I don't know.
2: I've developed yeah, I mean, we like are, my we own are, Twitch memes at this point. Like, I'll adapt things, and then I'll throw it into my own culture.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, That's one thing I really do like how like you can a streamer can take like emotes and memes and stuff and sort of make them their own. Yeah. You know, like so it sort of becomes like an inside joke. And I do like how Twitch allows you to like post other people's emotes in other chats. I don't know. It's 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 just a, a cool touch that shows like kind of your personal, like, I guess, portfolio of people you're interested in. I like my Twitch $25 of,
2: emote is a pog champ on a frog. Like that's it. That's the
1: joke. It sounds it's pretty done some good work community building like you were saying being able to like post other channels emotes and stuff. Yeah. But uh I think rating is like a really cool thing that yeah, it, it, it exists now. Uh it's an opportunity for the bigger streamers to kind of share the love.
3: Yeah?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a cool feature. I, also, have you guys heard of uh, squad streaming? No, what's yeah. up? Uh, I think that's a thing where you can like bring up multiple streams at once, but like the the streamers themselves have to be like linked or something, and oh. like you can with a click of a button like switch to uh, another stream. Yeah, squad streaming is you can have them all up
2: at the same time. Right now, I think it's only open to partners.
0: Yeah, so, for example, say if, like, on Extra Life, you and Mike, Connor, you and Mike decide to squad stream, right? I can pull up your stream and Mike's stream at the same time and make one, like, the primary stream I'm watching. And then just, like, click over to Mike. It'll already be streaming in the background, so I can... It's, like, essentially, like, switching channels on a TV. Oh, and Mike, that's what you said you wanted to do for Among Us, right? Uh, I can't do squad
1: streams, technically. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. but yeah Mike. well we can set you, up a multi-stream it's the same yeah thing. mike you said it
0: might be available only to like twitch affiliates or something i don't it's know about that. It's only right now okay yeah
1: it's like a limited twitch does these things where they do like limited rollouts yeah and then, that makes sense though because uh
0: stuff's complicated yeah <laughs> yeah and no i and i yeah twitch is really good at this and i i think it's also an interesting sort of thing to explore the fact that there aren't really any competitors. You know, like Microsoft tried to make Mixer a thing. Like really tried to make Mixer a thing and that blew up in their faces like hard.
1: Yeah, I'd yeah. say the only competitor is YouTube streaming. Yeah. And if not YouTube. Facebook yeah. is
2: coming up as well.
1: <clears throat> YouTube streaming's terrible. I know I was trying to watch um I was trying to watch a stream the other day. And uh, they just can't, uh, at least the streamer I was watching couldn't get his moderator game together. And he, after about an hour, gave up on YouTube because he couldn't get people to stop uh, spamming the N-word in chat.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. YouTube, I feel like, is a, is a second place, but a very distant second. You know, like, Twitch is just so far ahead in every conceivable way.
1: I, I, I honestly think. wish it was that way. Like, I, I wish Twitch <laughs> was the go-to place for gaming. I really don't like that like because i don't like getting my gaming content from youtube personally i would much rather like i mean because i I like youtube for like sketches and stuff it used to be a very different place
0: in in my mind there's a space for like youtube like actually produced and edited youtube related gaming videos as well as game streaming right so i go to youtube for you know the the manufactured content you know like and then i go to twitch for like the live content
1: yeah, I guess I just went Yeah, I I am the same way, but I I wish that my produced
0: content was somewhere other than YouTube. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I I just kind of wanted to bring up Mixer again because I think it's so funny, right? Like, Microsoft like inked multi million dollar deals with like Ninja and I think Shroud as well. Maybe not Shroud. I I might be misquoting that, but definitely Ninja and like. No one cared. <laughs> like. Oh yeah, it's it's so. <clears throat> Ninja's
1: back on Twitch I mean, Twitch there were now. people who had yeah. careers on Mixer. They existed, but... um, It just... I don't know. I mean, Twitch has all the people because Twitch has all the people. You know? It, it's yeah. A, they, yeah and like, and the if Microsoft... Site can't,
0: what? I was going to say, and if Microsoft wasn't able to put up a competitor, I don't think anyone really can. I think Twitch yeah. just has this market dominated. It, it's, yeah, it's a similar case to when, like... Nah, it's not really
1: similar to when Apex Legends tried to buy, you know, put enough money into the market to beat Fortnite. But, because Fortnite does just have a better community yeah. setup than Apex did. But, and really, I can't think of any reason Twitch is better than Mixer, other than, like, obviously having those Amazon bucks doesn't hurt, you know?
0: Yeah, and, like, the integration with Prime is genius, too, because, like, so many people have Amazon Prime and getting additional benefits.
1: Yeah, and the fact that. that you have to hop on Twitch to get like free in-game benefits and stuff through Prime. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole ecosystem they've kind of created for themselves. But I also like that I can use my Amazon Prime membership to toss some money to streamers I like. Yeah, I, I love, love doing yeah, that.
0: the the Prime subscription thing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really cool.
1: Although right
2: now Twitch is really trying its best to harm streamers with their ad policies. Of course.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, and they're also co- coming on hard. The music industry is attacking Twitch pretty hard. Yeah, the music
2: industry is coming down hard. But my my grief is with pre-roll ads because
1: didn't I didn't. YouTube do point.
0: something similar like a few years ago.
1: No, YouTube did something similar really recently. They added mm-hmm. um they added videos to everyone or added ads to everyone's videos regardless of when right. they're right. See, I don't mind ads. YouTube ads though like
2: they're not obtrusive like oh it's a video i'm not missing out on any content by watching this ad with twitch that's because it's live you can't just pause a twitch
1: stream right, right. so well, don't can't, can't the creators choose when to roll an ad though
2: could but it only running a three minute ad gives you 30 minutes
1: of ad free viewing which is less than the length of a league game mm, that's annoying
2: so i'd have to run an ad every game can you not run two? Minutes. Can you not
1: run two ads and get an hour?
2: Nope. You have to wait that thirty minutes to take run another ad. That's yeah. That's it's ad super that's just not well thought out. And it also suffers in the aspect that if you someone say you tune into a Twitch stream to someone unknown, you have a limited amount of time to make an impression on that viewer. And ads literally take. I'll see like a viewer pop up for. I want to say 30, 30 40 seconds which is the length of usually the pre-roll ads mm-hmm. and then just disappear because they never actually make it into my stream.
0: No, that's that's a very valid point, you know, like yeah. and I don't really blame them, you know, like, you know, everyone's got so many different things vying for their attention now. Like, yeah. If you're still watching an ad after 30 seconds, that would diminish my interest so much too, yeah. you know, like and yeah, then that actually was try... a
1: surprise to me because I have AdBlocker installed and I actually didn't know any of this. Oh, no, ad blocker they actually are waging a war against
2: AdBlocker as well on Twitch. Mm. My AdBlocker no longer works. Oh, really? Mine's
1: still yeah. working. I need it's... to, like,
2: repatch it because it's a mess on Twitch.
1: Yeah, I really hate, I don't even like that I use an ad blocker. This is kind of a tangent, but uh, AdBlocker has been one of the best virus protections I've ever had. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not going to stop using it. like I mean, until until websites stop using scummy ads, I'm not going
0: to stop using my ad blocker. Yeah, it's tough because like you definitely want to like support, you know, those smaller content creators and stuff. Oh, but at the same time, it's just like
1: Twitch you're just
0: ad revenue Yeah,
2: I make yeah. for a given ad revenue. I think all time I've made five dollars. Wow, That's it. Just an ad revenue. I've made yeah. way more off subscriptions and bits and everything else than I have on ads. Right. Yeah. Like it's not a good way for streamers to make money and a lot of streamers don't care about ads unless they have ads only
0: start becoming relevant, I think, once you get to the like insane scale, right? Like if you have like tens of thousands of people, then ads obviously start adding up, but like it even then
2: big streamers don't care about ads. Because they're is making skimming it up their, uh,
1: stuff. Twitch skims your subs, right? Like you don't, yeah. you're not getting all that money, right? Yeah, Twitch skims my
2: subs. Twitch skim. Well, Twitch doesn't skim bits. They skim bits when people buy bits. Okay. So I'm I kind of get surprised that they even.
1: I'm surprised they even run ads when they're for, getting. St-
2: yeah, it's weird. For subs, they take 50%. I think. Wow. So say it's a 5.99 sub. I make
1: 250. I think I make mm. slightly <clears throat> less for prime subs. Well, they can't skim I think that's, prime subs. Yeah. I've already taken the money. Yeah.
0: I think that's pretty standard, even though that's, I think that's too much, obviously. Yeah. But I think that's like a normal, like. It's a rough world out there for content creators. Yeah. I mean, especially d- during COVID times,
1: Even outside of gaming, content creators are getting screwed. But it's very easy to be like
2: a large content creator right now because you already have the viewership. But building up to there, you either have to get lucky or know some people. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to
1: get, yeah. It takes a miracle. By- a lot of
2: people are like, oh, I want to be a streamer. It's like, you do, but you also don't, because then you're going to have to spend a lot of time trying to get up to the top.
0: I mean, I yeah, a lot of people YouTube's say they want to be a streamer, but, like, I feel like you need to understand the level of work you need to put in to even get, like, a small viewership, you know? Yeah. like It's it's a lot. I feel There's like YouTube would be so an easier place work. to get started than Twitch because you, got the, you at least have, like,
1: gaming the algorithm. I feel like with Twitch, like, I, I don't know about other people, but when I'm on Twitch, I don't browse. Like I have a handful of streamers that I watch, and it's yeah, extremely I, rare that anybody gets added to that, that list.
0: That's a really good point, Connor, that I didn't really think about. I I browse a decent amount on YouTube, but never on Twitch. Yeah,
1: like I'll, I'll just let my recommendeds on YouTube take me for a trip, but I would never do that on Twitch.
0: Yeah.
2: Twitch is suffers from discoverability for small streamers. It suffers from a lot of weird inconsistencies and a lot of favoritism towards their big stars which is normal on like a streaming platform
0: right because those stars make them the most money it makes sense right yeah
2: but even then like the whole ad controversy has me like rethinking streaming on twitch at this point really like every time i go live it's like am i really worthwhile like if my biggest regret 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 is uh signing that exclusivity clause when i became an affiliate because it's super hard to just build a brand on one site
0: yeah and so you're if, so you you signed something that won't let you stream anywhere else i can no longer stream on youtube
2: mixer wow okay. d live any other streaming platform i have to be on twitch wow that's mm-hmm. part of the affiliate have, agreement that's wild
0: that's, so, yeah, terrible. that's, I feel like that's such a, it's a gamble either way. It you really know, like, is. It's like before, like I imagine if you have that contract in front of you, you could be like, okay, I'll either go all in on Twitch and like, you know, take my shot at building like a streaming empire here. Or, you know, build up, like consider building up your str- stream on one of the smaller sites like, you know, YouTube TV or or Facebook gaming, Right where you know like there aren't as many people streaming so you have more of a shot at you know getting some audience I don't know it's yeah. a, it's a tough choice
2: it's a very tough choice and a lot of streamers make that mistake of signing that affiliate agreement when they hit the requirements and yeah. now this is what really angered me uh Twitch partnered with MonsterCat so you can pay 599 for uh, an affiliate oh you can just buy an affiliate just buy affiliate now
0: if no you way. have a,
2: one month I, of Monster Cat Gold, you can apply instantly for affiliate. Wow. That's wild. I I had sh- to work for 2 years for that and now it's a 5.99 subscription.
0: That's awful. Like I I remember doing some research on this before just because like I was interested in like how the numbers would shake out. And I think it you had to have like 100 or 200 viewers or something like that. 200 views or something to qualify for an affiliate ship.
2: Uh so that's less you have to have 200 total views, 3 average viewers and like 20 right. 30 hours streamed which yeah, that sounds right. The hardest part is average viewers. No, it's 100 right. followers or is it
1: fi- I think it's 50
2: followers. So yeah, that, I mean, that's there, the way things are going though. As,
1: like having people pay
0: instead of like having the requirements cuz it's but easier. Like, why the would company. you even so I don't understand like what why would you just buy the subscription rather than bill your audience? Like that's not going to get you an audience. Yeah, I I don't know.
1: It it seems like a bad idea. I actually... I mean, Steam kind of hurt developers, in my opinion. I mean, the Greenlight program was extremely broken. Yeah. (laughs) But canceling the Greenlight program... uh, I believe the Greenlight program died in the middle of Perspectrum development, which was kind of devastating. Which meant that I could get my game on Steam no matter what, uh, but you have to pay a fee. So... It's like a hundred bucks or something to get your game on Steam now or to get a Steam developer account. I think I could put another game on Steam for free now. but yeah once you um, have your account, I think you're just dandy. yeah, but th- that's kind of not the point. The point is that the the greenlight program was a valuable audience creation tool, sort of. Like you would campaign to get your greenlight, and in that time, you could try to, get an audience going and now that's just gone and that's yeah. sort of the same here you know you pay for your affiliate and now that whole you know you, they've got your money and you've got nothing
2: yeah yeah it's it's crappy but also i can see the benefit in monster cat gold because i'm actually a subscriber to it just because it gives me copyright free music mm. like i can play monster cat's entire edm library on stream except for maybe a handful of
1: songs Yeah, and I will no longer get copyright striked. Anytime I've uh, played music on stream, I've kind of rolled the dice um, with uh, some of the more obscure musicians I like that I I know are self-published.
2: Small musicians or musicians that I can easily get on a whitelist for. That's my music right now.
1: Uh, Yeah, I play a lot of like Pat the Bunny and Apes of the State because I know like if anything they'd probably like. (laughs) I I okay so I don't know what they would actually say about what I'm doing but uh I know for sure I have introduced a lot of people to their music <laughs> back when I was doing extra life and stuff the first few times so I you know I did them a favor <laughs> yeah it's streaming's a market and it's only gotten
2: more popular with uh with covid going around yeah god knows oh, yeah.
1: I watch more streams now than I used to I, I, yeah. I, this time last year, I didn't watch streams at all. Like, it really became something I did during COVID. Yeah.
2: No, I didn't watch streams at all before COVID. Now it's, like, streams.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I, think, I, I, typically, I walk in, and, like, I, I have one just playing in the background all day while I'm working, pretty much. Just because, like, I need, it's not human contact, but it's something, you know? Yeah, like it's background a small it's just nice to have something, you know, somebody talking in the background while I'm working.
0: I, I do think it's worth pointing out that streaming has sort of, it obviously like originated with gaming, but it's sort of branched beyond that now, too. There's like a channel, very popular ch- like channel called like Just Talking, where it's just like a uh, yeah. strictly a, yeah, Just ch- Chatting, that's what it's called. It's just like a talking stream. Just Chatting like, had some
2: weird intros, though, weird like eras in it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah there are that. people like like there's a streamer called Critical, right? And he um, I, I like yeah, him. What's right. Critical?
0: Oh, oh, Charlie. Yeah. Love Charlie. Which which Charlie. Critical?
1: But he watches YouTube videos on his stream, which is fine. But it, it doesn't. He typically have like a hundred thousand viewers on his stream or something like. Yeah, it's it's like what like at that point, it's like watching YouTube with a friend. Yeah, That's but what
2: like they kind of want to cater to.
1: Isn't he kind of depriving that? youtuber of a hundred
0: thousand views potentially like but maybe but i feel like his i mean without knowing anything about this guy i feel like his appeal would be like him reacting to the YouTube. i mean critical
1: is like a youtuber first yeah he is that's where he got his start well yeah he he was a youtuber first now he's a streamer first and he uploads stream stuff to youtube occasionally oh he also uploads rants to youtube yeah, that's true, yeah. But he, he definitely is more streamer than uh YouTuber now, I would say. There's a lot of content, like, I I've watched
2: weird YouTube videos for content. Like, I have a whole playlist of just weird, obscure, creepy YouTube videos that I just watch on stream. Yeah. <laughs> because I love
1: watching weird, obscure crap. Yeah, there's something to it, I just... I don't know. I've always had beef with like, like going back to the days of like Ray William Johnson. I, I had huge beef with him because I felt like he was just literally making money off other people's work. Reaction like, yeah. content has always had that like gray like, area. They don't add anything to it, you know. But like watching another person laugh at a joke, I'm not. I, you don't deserve money for that. I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I hear you, Connor. But like. It, it, it it kind of baffles me too. Reaction content has really like exploded into very like it's a very lucrative sort of subgenre of streaming now, slash yeah. content creation. Like I don't, I mean, I guess I sort of get it. I do watch like a couple like reactionary YouTubers just because I think they're funny, right? But yeah. if you like if you're not like trying to entertain through comedy, I don't really understand the appeal in watching like YouTube reactions.
1: Yeah, I'm typically I, somebody who's gonna say respect the hustle no matter what the hustle is. Right. But when the hustle's reaction content, I don't respect it. Like it, there's nothing to it. Like, I don't know. It's not.
2: I've seen a lot of like, like I think Jesse Cox and Crendor went on
1: a whole like
2: reaction train of reacting to each other's videos and slapping a new face cam on top of it. The, it got the got very Game Broks are doing a
1: really weird thing right now during COVID, where they're going back and reacting to their own videos. Yeah, no, that's
0: that's I what. Like once you once you get train. big enough, you you can do that. Maybe I don't know. If
1: it was like director commentary, I'd agree with you, but they're not scripted or anything. Like they're just getting on there and like, oh yeah, that thing we said four years ago was kind of funny. Like I don't get why anybody. Uh, they get views, I guess, but like I watched one yeah. or two
2: of Honestly, them. Honestly, could enjoy that because it's.
1: I, I like looking back at old content that I've made and being like, oh, this was awful. Why did I do this? Doing it on stream, like watching your own content kind of makes sense because you're just kind of like talking about it with someone like there's discussion going on there. But in like, a YouTube I'm format, sh- it makes less I, sense.
2: I'm sure I'm going to look back at my days of extremes and think, why was I so edgy? Because, <laughs> uh, well, no, it's usually like elite, It's usually like boring games where I end up making like an edgy joke.
0: No, I mean I feel like every content creator has that curse, right? like going back and looking at your earlier stuff is very cringy, like even like us for this podcast, like I went back and like listened to some of the earlier stuff just to hear what it sounded like, and it's just like awful before we yeah. hit that I hope stride, the audio
1: quality might have been higher, but yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. audio quality we didn't have our format down yet. we also didn't have a consistency with who was on it either yeah, like the first so. three
0: episodes was you
2: you. <laughs> You guys it was me,
0: yeah, us two and Jordan, I think. And, yeah, like, it was pretty much me and Jordan disagreeing for an hour. I remember <laughs> me and Jordan arguing about uh, Breath of the Wild. See, I do, I, I do miss Jordan because he always provided that like uh, he's
1: very contrarian. Yeah, contrarian can, viewpoint. Like contrarian. Wait,
2: uh, Last of Us Two was not a good game. Uh, that's, oh, hey, uh, that's what all, my all right.
0: We, we have we have to have like an hour long debate now. No, but, uh, that would be like an hour now.
2: long podcast.
0: But uh, n- like, yeah, that was sort of Jordan's thing. He always provided like the opposite viewpoint. And it wasn't just doing it to doing it. He just he actually held those opinions. Yeah, he just has bad taste. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. But no, uh, Jordan,
1: I mean, yeah, just he, sort he of he I brings guess, a, a viewpoint yeah. that is not one that I typically hear. I mean, yeah. I didn't like
2: Breath of the Wild, but I also was kind of burnt out on wide open world games at that point.
0: Yeah, and, and that's definitely a contrarian opinion. But like, just to sort of reflect a little more on this show, like, I I feel like we're in a good place now because like the three of us have overlapping tastes and like simultaneously very distinct tastes, so we can like talk about a variety of things on this show.
1: Yeah, yeah, our our tastes overlap enough that you guys don't bore me talking about yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, <laughs> like, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, we yes.
2: really changed the way we've done this podcast like at one point we we're like we could never do this in a live setting and look at us now
0: yeah there's no here. yeah i never even thought about that yeah like uh ever since we started putting the youtube videos out i like you know haven't really been edit- editing the audio so i'm just trying to make a conscious effort of not like stuttering and not saying ums which i still do but i feel like i'm doing less of it because I before i just edited it, it out it's yeah. just there you just got to throw it in there yeah, it's authentic, it's less, man. Yeah,
2: it's less robotic. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've come a long way. What episode is this? Uh, uh 500,
1: 500 something? No, no. I, exactly. I was actually no, so
0: I was intentionally not telling you guys the episodes because I just wanted to surprise you guys one day and tell you when we hit episode 100. But I, I'll I'll look it up since you asked. <laughs>
2: But we're this, definitely not on 100 i know that much oh no, yeah i think we're yeah. we're probably we're, near 50.
0: this is actually this is really funny this is episode 69
3: <laughs> nice <laughs> nice <laughs> nice
0: So Ugh, i love say it it was on purpose there you go
2: i i like we we should at this point be on like episode 300 something but we've had so many hiatuses where well, we, we just took a year off at one point.
0: In a doll take yeah. a year off, but like I think this this year we were this is the most consistent we've ever been and this is also yeah. the most we've ever grown. Like we've had more views this year than all the previous years combined. Like by a lot. Yeah.
1: That's been so, true for uh all of my uh media output I would say Perspectrum has grown more this year than it has ever. Uh covid so, related maybe i don't nah, know no nah, Prospectum got its growth from uh the black lives matter bundle <laughs> thing uh, racial justice oh, okay. bundle racial on h.io i
0: i was saying i wasn't specifically talking about uh i just meant like all of our content in general my yeah. i don't
2: think my stream has grown as much in fact i've been like stagnated for most of the year but that's also my fault
0: mm. that's also the business though you just have to keep at it and slowly build it you know like yeah Sometimes I, you'll get viewers and sometimes you won't. That's just part of the game.
2: I finally actually eclipsed like 300 followers comfortably. So oh, for for like three, four months, I'd sat at 299 and would occasionally jump up to 300.
1: I think we've really so. improved our extra life game in the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. yeah um, I, I actually I'm very much looking forward to uh, a live one in the future if we can swing that again. I think our second year... Person.
1: Our problem when we do them live in person is that a lot of the time we we get to having fun and stuff and nobody watches chat and we're not being entertainers. We're being entertained at some
0: point. Yeah, that's true. And See, Mike, you were he, really he, fighting he that last like, time
1: yeah. we did it. Uh, Happy yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike was definitely the champion of being an actual entertainer last time. Uh, I, I have well, enough experience that, of watching chat and like yeah, also he's, talking he's at the same time. Experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching it more than I I have in the past cuz like the first time I did Extra Life it was me and two friends and we were like rotating out playing games and watching each other and like watching chat and that I worked mean, extremely well. Once you being, get a large number of people it gets much harder to make sure that somebody's always aware of chat and aware of everything, you know. Being candid, like last year's Extra Life was a
2: great time but it was also towards the end, it just kind of degraded.
1: I also believe we were heavily yeah. in the red by the end of last year's Extra Life, given that we had a feast and oh, everything. No.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. We, we lost a lot of money on last year's Extra Life. <laughs> yeah. This but year, I'm not losing so any good. money on it.
1: It was good yeah, food, that, though. Well, I might lose some money this year. I'll probably prepare quite a few snacks and beverages but for myself. We
2: we, I think... The introduction of alcohol really caused Extra Life last year to be. It kind of lost a lot of a lot of off the rails bits.
1: Yeah, it, it was more of a party that fast. we live streamed <laughs> than Extra Life. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be a little more careful this time.
0: Yeah, that's why I put rules in now. So yeah. just uh, I guess wrapping up where we started back to Extra Life. So who all is going to be like involved? primarily with you guys this year is it just you two streaming uh or do you no, have gabby's gonna be around katie
1: i think is gonna be around uh, I think
2: destiny said she was interested but i haven't heard anything and she hasn't joined the discord so <clears throat> are you gonna be on Ahmed? uh
0: yeah i'll be on okay i don't think i, I will be the there for 24 though. hours because i don't shoot me do the link. all-nighters
2: uh it's in the uh group ch- it's in the skype or not the skype chat, chat. chat. Yeah,
0: yeah i don't think i'll stream anything but i'll definitely like watch and contribute wow i've I'm been trying to get my friends in on it <laughs> yeah i'll probably
1: you know if i'm streaming noida i'll probably be in a discord call with you guys or something so that it's it's still a group effort and i know gab's six hours ahead now so i
2: can actually yeah nap. but
1: her sleep schedule was never that great to begin with so she'll be fine yeah. <laughs> she'll be fine <laughs> yeah i figure i want to hop on briefly but he's not going to hang out for the whole thing I, yeah I we'll have a win for a little bit maybe
0: i don't know i don't know uh we'll have who shows up you know so yeah just saying it again so it's out there 11th and 12th of december right 11th and 12th that weekend all right yep, all it'll right, be
3: I...
1: very soon when this episode comes up
0: <laughs> yeah it'll be i'm probably gonna post weekend. this episode this episode will probably go up on thursday because i made the mistake of realizing i haven't edited our next gen episode yet and oh, if so I adhered to the normal schedule, the... this would go up after oh, <laughs> Extra go Life, which is obviously what we don't want, right? So I'm going to upload the Next Gen episode tomorrow and then upload oh. this one, like, next week, probably Thursday. Or I
1: could do it earlier okay. if you guys want. So it'll be,
0: like, the 10th, yeah. So people have... Well, like wasn't
2: people... that the one where I played Ghost Runner? I think? Yeah, ghost
1: Runner. yeah.
2: It all, it all blends together at this point.
1: Yeah, the I'm excited. I want to do a. I want to revisit once I've got my new PC. I want to revisit uh, Flight Sim because that'll have its VR component out, Ooh, and nope. uh, I'll be able to actually run it. <laughs> I think a VR Flight Sim episode could be fun. Yeah,
2: I need to invest in VR at some point because there's a lot uh, of I, I I
1: VR. We're getting close to time to invest in VR, and we might have to do an episode on it here in the next month or two. Because uh, there's some interesting stuff. Foveated rendering is a reality now. Um, there are some small companies doing some interesting stuff. I might put together, uh, you know, some things a to PowerPoint. talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a not, not a PowerPoint. Well, I might put together a PowerPoint because I need to sell. Uh, <laughs> I need to sell the people at NextGen on not buying any more Vive Pros because I hate that thing. Mm. Why do you have I so hate many the Vive Pros? <laughs> I hate the Vive Pro, and Jeremy keeps saying we need to buy more of them. <laughs> Why?
0: I don't know. Uh, All right, I think uh, we should probably head into what we've been playing. That's cool with you guys. Yeah, you guys mind if I go first this time? Sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, one second. I gotta pick my cat up. She's begging. (laughs) Um, I've been playing uh Halo Two. Uh, I finally finished Halo One, and I liked Halo One. I don't know if I talked about that on the podcast. Uh, it's okay. For what it is, it definitely shows its age in design. Although I think the gameplay in the remake is rock solid. uh, Halo CE Anniversary or whatever it is. The Master Chief Collection. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Uh, Halo's gameplay has always been fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, Not a fan of the design in a lot of places in Halo 1, though. And the difficulty was a little weird in a couple of places. Which I can immediately tell you... uh, All of that was improved in Halo 2. The levels feel way tighter... Uh, I like the way the shield works better. Really just like playing Halo 1, I was like, it was a good game, but I don't really get why people are obsessed with this. <clears throat> I started playing Halo 2 and I was like, oh, this it's because Master Chief gave the Covenant back their bomb.
2: Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it's it's very good. I, I yeah, know, it's it's insane. Like, I'm kind of itching to play it right
1: now it. and I never felt like Halo 1. I was playing through it because I wanted to get to Halo 2 because I knew it was going to be better a little bit. But Halo Two is just really, really fun and yeah. has me excited Halo 2 for Halo Two. Like an
0: all-time classic, and so is Halo yeah. Three in my book. And Halo threes. I was going insane. to ask, have you played? Uh, have you been playing multiplayer too?
1: Uh, I I jumped on and uh, played some multiplayer with my friend Tyler the other day because they just recently added cross-platform multiplayer nice. to the Master Chief yes. Collection, which. Okay, I, I'm going to complain for one minute. They added cross-platform multiplayer, but not cross pl- cross-platform campaign co-op, which that's is infuriating yeah. to me, because that's what I, I, guess, I want so badly.
0: Yeah. I mean, the multiplayer is definitely the more, more popular thing. That's probably why they prioritized it.
1: Yeah, well, I, they, they've also mentioned that like the, the, it's different engines, I guess, because like it was different people designing it and stuff. The multiplayer in the Master Chief Collection versus the single-player. Huh. OK, so the single player has a couple of differences between the two that makes cross-platform extremely difficult. And they're not even sure they're going to do it at this point, That's which sucks because I really wanted to play co-op because they feel like they feel like they'd be amazing co-op games. But that's okay. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, they
1: are
2: amazing co-op games. Really nice couch co-op.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I also felt like Halo 1 felt way better. With a controller, but Halo 2, I'm totally comfortable keyboard and mouse.
2: I mean, both of them Uh, had
1: PC ports. Yeah, I know, but I've actually played the Halo 1 original multiplayer on PC a little bit, but the Master Chief Collection has been generally a better experience for that so far. Uh, I didn't super love Halo 3's multiplayer, which is weird. Uh, But me and my friend Tyler kind of took that out of our rotation. We were only playing Halo 1 and 2 multiplayer. And I got to say any map where you spawn with a magnum in Halo 1 is just stupid fun all the time. Oh yeah, the magnum was really good in Halo 1. Yeah, it was like really
0: overpowered in Halo 1, I think.
1: Yeah, it is, and I really like it. It's absurd and I love it.
0: So that's um, good though. Like so you finally finally, yeah, I finally are get on board it. I'm still not Halo, like a, a, a diehard
1: Halo fan, I would say, but I, think, I get it I don't and I'm not know if a lot you...
0: of fun with it. Yeah, it might be hard for you to become one because I think you had to be there. It's one of those yeah, yeah. things, you know? like you Yeah, had to be I definitely there as missed out on
1: finishing the fight, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to get a kick out of Halo 3, but I don't think I'm going to be... I don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much as people at the time did, whereas Halo 2, I'm i I'm pretty into it. Well, awesome.
0: Uh, Mike?
2: Uh, I've, I'm going to talk about two games, actually, because kind of mesh into one another so i finished play i talked about human revolution a little while ago but i wasn't that far into it when i i think i was still in detroit oh i think uh but i actually finally finished it and who does it slog at some points
1: because there's a point i think that's a real issue in system systemic games is that they often oh man sorry i just watched you step into that tube (laughs)
2: Oh, I stepped into it again yeah what yeah. what happened with uh, Deus Ex because it's the director's cut they integrate the DLC into it and at the time the DLC when it was released was a separate story that yeah. was that fit the canon at about that point so it starts you off with none of the abilities you had so you basically just start off with nothing but like a, bu- a couple of points and it's, it was enough to like displease me I guess because yeah, I, I, I always find it from the start.
0: annoying Again, when games do that, you know, like they come up with like a story based reason to like deprive you of all the skills you've built up.
2: It wasn't even a story reason. It was just because it was the DLC and the devs didn't want to oh, okay. like <laughs> even <laughs> They didn't want to ruin the experience <laughs> of the DLC because by the time you go into the DLC, you are pretty well specced out on Mhm.
3: because
2: it's I believe the DLC is the second to last mission. Technically. No, it's the third to last mission.
1: I don't really like when games do their DLC kind of like in the middle of the story like that. I I typically like post-game DLC. Uh, Uh,
2: The reason why it was that for Deus Ex is because there's a point where you get into a cryopod and then like a week later you wake up in like some station. I can't remember what it is. So there's like a week or two of time gap yeah, and it's not explained what in any take
1: game it, where you case. get stronger, though, it's just kind of hard to do. like for instance, Dark Souls, I was never really quite sure when I should go uh, do the the DLC in dark Souls one like I just didn't really get like i I went to it as soon as I was able to and I felt like I was underleveled and then I came back later and I felt a little strong for it. Yeah, it just didn't quite feel right. And I had the same problem in control where like, I got a mission halfway through that, like, kind of felt like it had the importance of a story mission, and I didn't realize it was DLC at the time, so I, like, chased it down, and I realized halfway through, like, oh, this isn't story at all, this is DLC, and, like, it was fine and all, but it felt like a massive, like, departure from the main story that didn't really fit in, it kind of broke up the pacing really bad, but, uh, that's a problem. (laughs)
2: the um the last like two missions of Deus Ex Human Revolution though like the second to last mission you're fighting like your standard armored bad guys at that point of the game and it it just feels like the rest of the game then you hit to the last mission and uh this is a spoiler for what's approaching a 9 8 or 9 year old game now so i don't care at this point uh the one of the people that you thought wasn't an antagonist becomes an antagonist and presses a button that drives every augmented person berserk or those that got a chip upgrade. So now it sounds like the of plot facing,
0: to uh, metal gear solid four.
2: Yeah. Now, instead of facing wow. like spoil, spoil two games for me guys. Well, <laughs> yeah, two games. Instead of facing like these heavily armored bad guys, you're basically facing zombies and it, it's a total departure for what the rest of the game was. And it, it really Zombies hits hard.
1: Serious moral
2: complications. Yes, <laughs> civilians at that point and yeah. completely out of control. Like you can, it, it becomes a horror game because you can hear them like moaning and just like screaming because they're all hallucinating at that point. Love horror and non-horror games. It's it's nice. It's a nice change of pace from a game that at that point had become like largely formulaic. Like oh, I'm gonna sneak past these guys and if that doesn't work, I'm gonna start shooting. Now it's. it's yeah, if I don't shoot these guys, I'm gonna suffer. <laughs> or if I do shoot these guys, I'm gonna feel really bad. Which I like when games do that to me. Not a lot of games do that. Yeah. Um, and I also started playing *Mankind Divided*, which is the sequel to *Human Revolution*. That's the newest one, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it's the relatively newest one. It starts and you right the at the least point-
0: popular one, right?
2: No, no, there's way worse ones. Yeah, I
0: thought, oh, okay.
1: I thought Mankind Divided did okay. Didn't Game Maker's Toolkit do a video about its open world and stuff? I think they did. It it feels a lot better in a lot of aspects.
2: And, like, the story kicks you off. Like, yeah, remember that incident where everyone went berserk? Well, now everyone's racist. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... there's a So, whole, like, the real world? Yeah, like, the real <laughs> world, except instead of being, like people of color it's people it's with Uggs. robotic parts yeah it's yeah. ugs. it's very it's like people the who old, Uggs. it like back at the time that was like oh it's a it's a my it's like bro- boiling but it hasn't reached point and playing it today whoo it's a lot of hard-hitting commentary that hits harder today than it did in 2016 2017
1: yeah if it came out in 2016 it they you know it was it had some foresight it
2: had some foresight
1: like there's an opening line it's like you treat people like animals long enough and
2: they're gonna start behaving like animals and whoo that that hit hard like i never thought a game could be politically relevant four years after it comes out but apparently (laughs) apparently this game is
3: Yeah. yeah
2: cool and you also, like, even in the open world, you're regularly accosted by police asking for your papers.
0: Oh, you can regularly God, this see app, this. can see how that would be very, uh...
2: Yeah, there was a whole, the whole bit where I threw, like, an empty gas canister at, like, a police officer. Because normally if you throw, like, small objects at people, they won't get aggroed. I got shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot. Because Checks out. It, it's the game. I'm just having fun with it. I'm having fun discovering the world. And I never thought I'd get this deep into immersive Sims like I have this year. Alone yeah, Prey, I think... Deus
1: yeah, I really want to play Prey. Immersive Sims are, like, on the cusp of something I can really enjoy. But often, like, the actual, like, mechanically, they don't feel great. Sometimes and that stopped me in a lot Genk of cases. And kind divided feels good, and a stealth gameplay feels a lot better than Human Revolution. Yeah, Human yeah. Revolution just didn't feel great to play, and that's why I couldn't quite get into it. It but, like, had, it had I a love lot that, of weaknesses. Like, cause I love like like people have referred to Watch Dogs as like an immersive sim light, oh, and wow. I definitely get that. Like, and I wish that it leaned farther into its immersive sim elements. Because, but the gunplay feels good in Watch Dogs, and like the hacking feels good. Stuff that a lot of immersive sims don't quite get right, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, so immersive sims are
1: hard to deal with, but I, I definitely think like, they're the most interesting games,
2: they are very interesting.
0: I was gonna say, Mike, so do you think now you're ready for your uh, for cyberpunk? Oh, I'm extremely ready for cyberpunk. Is cyberpunk but, immersive yeah. and sim? Mm. No. Yeah, well, it might be. I don't know. Like, first I don't really elements, know what Cyberpunk is. So.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody does. And we won't until it comes out, because they uh, say you're not allowed to do any pre-release footage. Haha. That's pretty normal, though. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I, I think the big reason for the delays on that game are making the uh, last-gen versions now, PS4 and Xbox One, actually work. <laughs> because yeah. the game is so... Uh, it's It's clearly a next-gen game, you know, but... They promised they'd release it on older consoles. Yeah,
1: I'm not yeah. anticipating anything. Like I, I, think it'll come out and I won't even notice.
0: But I mean, everyone will be talking about it when it comes out. But
1: I've
2: been <laughs> like living the cyberpunk lifestyle for a hot minute. So yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you're ready. Your body. I'm.
2: I, I, my body is ready. I got to play the original Deus Ex too. I picked it up on the Steam sale, so that's that's on my list of things to play in my cyberpunk
1: spree. It'll have come out the day before um, Extra Life, right? Yeah,
2: that, th- literally, Extra Life is going to be me, like, gushing about Cyberpunk.
0: Okay. Yeah. Dude, you should just stream that. I feel like what people st- will be interested I don't in think that. I'll be able to
2: stream Cyberpunk. My computer's not powerful enough. Uh, um, right. It's a... Yeah, it's a yeah I'm impressed you're
1: getting such good stability with... Uh, what's this game called again? Satisfactory. 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 Uh, although I think it's partially because you don't have a big main bus with, like, a billion things on yeah. it. Yeah.
2: My main bus is smaller because
1: yeah. I, I kind of
2: outsource my things. Like my steel production is on the the other side of the the map.
1: That's smart. You also have walls built and stuff. I, I don't build design. walls typically when I play this game. Like I have my everything on my resource map marked,
2: and I have an outsourced steel production, that's so weird. I don't have to deal with it. Oh, I haven't unlocked the map. <laughs> oh no, that that's like it's not even end game. It's just whenever
1: you find quartz. Yeah. Which is like a mile away. Oh, I found Quartz. I just haven't done anything with it, science-wise.
2: I'm trying to figure out why all these presents are dropping, but I, I just haven't been able to figure it out.
0: All right, so I think if you're done, Mike, I'm going to wrap yeah. this up. So I, I've been playing a lot of games, obviously. I still am ogling over my shiny new console. But this week particularly i want to talk about demon souls so i beat demon souls a few days ago now and uh after i beat it i just i just reflected for a bit and just thought god we are so blessed to have from software like they really hit on something when they first made demon souls in like 2009 i believe like obviously, Dark Souls is the popular one and the one where like they really refined what they were doing. But Demon Souls was the first, right? And being the first, it had a lot of experimental ideas that were very cool. And you know, some didn't work, but some really did. And <clears throat> something I didn't know about Demon Souls going into it is that, uh, well, something you all might know is that it's divided into five worlds, right? And each yeah. world has like, th- like three interconnected levels. I and, knew it was divided into five worlds. I didn't know it had three levels in each. Well, the first world has more levels because it's like the main world, like the Bolitarian Palace. But anyway, mm-hmm. at the end of each world, you have a... a I, I kind of want to say gimmicky boss fight. It's not like a typical Souls boss, right? So each of these boss bosses at the end of the world have like a unique mechanic to them, right? And I'm not going to spoil what those are because some of them are really, really cool, and it felt so unfrom-like, right? Because they really didn't do that in their future games. I mean, no, they yeah, the only one that extent, they did that with but, is like the yeah, Bed of Chaos, which is Chaos. But like, they did it so well here, for the mm. most part. Like a couple of them were, eh. but um, in particular, like I'm not going to say what happens, but like the Storm King boss fight had my jaw on the floor. Like that was so cool, and just in general, like. Like, the, the interconnected level design is there, but it isn't, like, it isn't, like, galaxy brain levels like it is in Dark Souls, right? Like, in Dark Souls, you're just, like, how is this, like, I can't believe this connects to here, right? Yeah. Like, Demon Souls is, it, it's good, but it's not, like, it doesn't overwhelm you with how perfect the level design is. Hmm. And, uh, but, but all that being said, like, what Bluepoint did to this game, just bringing it, it like, back to life and like, give making it look like one of the best games graphically ever to this point. I think, like, it the visuals are just absolutely stunning. The sound design is so great, and just playing through this game for the first time was such a treat. Because to me, it was a new Souls game, right? And I have to say, the standout level to me was I and I don't think this is an uncommon in opinion, but the Tower of Latria was straight up just Bloodborne. Like, the entire world, it it felt like I just was playing Bloodborne for, like, three levels, and it was incredible. I really need to play Demon's Souls. Yeah. So... (laughs) Uh, like in playing this game i saw shades of dark souls and bloodborne right so i like playing this game right off the bat
1: miyazaki knew what he wanted to
0: do yeah it makes you understand like okay i understand how bloodborne came to be miyazaki just went uh he he basically just put the tower of Latria on steroids and that was bloodborne right and then obviously the boletarian palace is like um is like the signature like castle level you have in each souls game right and there's even uh like the valley of defilement is straight up just blight town right <laughs> but like way more bleak looking like the valley of defilement might be the most bleak area i've ever explored in a game it is just it's filthy and depraved and awful it's, it's just more bleak than blight town and uh the pit of dark souls 2 the pit yeah, or whatever I, it's called i i i'm pretty sure the valley of defilement was bleaker wow. but uh Just all in all, loved my time with this game. I I play these games very methodically and slowly. Like, I don't rush through it. I explore every nook and cranny. So it took me roughly 37 hours to beat, which is shorter for me than the other Souls games. Yeah. But, but, you know, like, with these games, there's so much variety in, like, builds and stuff like that. So, like, it's got, like, a lot of replayability. Obviously, yeah, Souls I went, games
1: are super replayable, but I, I've only ever done New Game Plus on them. I've never actually done a second playthrough with an, a new build.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the same with me, actually. I'm actually but, the
1: worst. I'm the most boring Souls player in the
0: world. I always just booted up sword and board. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> what I do. Like, I, I, I almost never yeah. use Magic. Especially in this game, Magic's considered like a cheat almost, because it's so overpowered. I, I mean, like, it's borderline that in Dark Souls 1. Yeah. But... Yeah, fantastic, fantastic game. And I will say, like, that last boss fight was pretty memorable. Like, obviously, it doesn't really stand up to some of the other, like, final bosses from have made, especially considering, like, Sekiro, which, again, I will say for the upteenth time, has the best final boss of any game I've played. But but the last boss in Demon Souls, he's got more mechanics than all the other bosses, so it actually sort of felt more like a Dark Souls boss or something. And that, I guess that's another thing I'll say about Demon Souls: the bosses, while very challenging as you'd expect, uh, mechanically, like a lot, are a lot more simple than they were in the Dark Souls games because I guess they're, they just didn't have that much uh, design work put into them, right? So like yeah. they only have like one or two patterns, or not one. I would say maybe like two to four patterns, right? And once you understand those, like you, you've got them beat. Whereas, you know, in the Souls games, Bloodborne, Row, it can get a lot more complicated than that. But this last boss felt like a proper Dark Souls boss, right? Like, it was, he had very different mechanics, uh, and they happened very quickly, so you had to react quick. But the main thing I'm getting at is that he has an attack where he grabbed me, and then, like, it, it was like a, it, it was clearly telegraphed, so it can be dodged, but I just didn't see it coming, because this was my first time fighting him but his hand grows glows blue he grabs you and then the text appears on screen soul level depleted and i was like no way and i checked after i got killed by the boss obviously i checked and that attack straight up just d levels you wow like, no yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like permanently so you have to like get the xp again to level up i was just like That's this ex- is absolutely wild and god. like god yeah see this- i
1: I would hate that. Like, I, I love that they had the, the stones to do that, but I would hate it. Like, I, I quit playing Dark Souls 1 when I was younger because I got cursed and couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. Yeah. And no, I, I mean, yeah. like,
0: it's... It, like, each time you get hit by that attack, you d level one level. So it's not like he takes away, like, 10 or 20 levels. But still, it's, like, terrifying knowing that he can actually, like d level you like what an insane idea for a boss you know yeah that's wild and 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 i i will say like i mentioned some of the like the the gimmicks and like creative boss fights that they don't really do anymore like i will i guess i'll spoil another one just because i think it's really cool uh the um the gosh uh old monk yeah old monk that's That's the the boss I'm thinking of. So the Old Monk is a unique boss fight in that uh, if you're playing online, which you should be, right? That's the proper way to play Demon's Souls, Dark Souls, in my opinion. Yeah. What happens is once you enter the boss room, he basically summons an invader, right? And, like, possesses him, and that's the boss fight. It's an actual other player.
1: Oh, that's cool. They didn't do that again until Dark Souls 3.
0: The other player is like buffed up because they have like a homing like soul arrow attack that fires off every like thirty seconds or something. So it's pr- even harder for the person like facing the boss. So it's really cool. and like you said in Dark Souls three, so like this is where they got the idea, Demon Souls, you can see the genesis of so many of their ideas in this game, and it's really kind of fun to see. That's really neat. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about Demon Souls. I absolutely loved it just like I thought I would. And I just can't wait for more from software goodness. Like, the second Elden Ring comes out, I'm buying it. Like, oh, day yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's I've never
1: beautiful. been day one on a Souls
0: game. Elden Ring will be the first time. Yeah, like, there's no question. Like, I don't need to watch anything about that game. I'm buying it day one. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the show, I think. Thank you, uh, Connor and Mike. Yeah,
1: see you guys next week.
0: Yeah, see you guys next week. Yeah, you can for follow extra us at, life. See yeah, you guys at extra life. Check out extra life on the 11th and 12th. Uh, follow us at Ag Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, and click the link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next time. See. You.